success can be measured in so many ways and mm -hmm. everybody has their own definition of success. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm successful because I've started a business and I've continued it and it's still maintaining very well um, and I don't get caught up with the dollar value. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Steel Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 39 and with me I have Michael Tang. And Michael Tang owns Threads, Threads Fashion Alterations Correct. on Canby. It's a, um, well, it's a fashion alterations tailor shop here in Vancouver. He's a father, a husband, and an entrepreneur. Michael is a longtime tailor. I think I remember reading it was like 15 years. 20 plus years now. 20 plus. You well, barely if, look 20. Yeah, I know. Uh, 20 plus years of experience, approximation. And that was with your mom first, right? With my mom first, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So welcome to the show. Um, this is your first time on a show like this. It is. It will go really yeah. easy on yeah. you. Thank you so much. But I did... I did tell you that I'm not going to pull punches. There's a lot of stuff that I want to cover that is not so much business related, but kind of more related to being a person, being a father, being a husband, and being a business owner. So we won't be going over like revenue and stuff like that. I'm not really, sure. I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is, is things like how does one juggle being an entrepreneur and being the uh, father of what a two-year-old two-year-old yes. two-year-old so you know th that's that's kind of where i want to focus so okay. heads up um so i always try and describe you the best that i'm able and sometimes mm -hmm. i you know for example you and i have only really met twice and we've we've met before just in passing yeah. but we've only really met twice so how would you describe yourself um both personally and in business? Uh, personally in business, I guess it, you could really apply it to both ways. I'm pretty easygoing, relaxed. Um, I try to cater to my client's needs as best as possible um, without overdoing it. Uh, in the past, I've exerted myself too much, um, but in recent years, after having uh, Savannah, my daughter, uh, I've learned to take it back and uh, focus on what's more important uh, and to live a more steady and paceful life mm -hmm. and to have that good balance of family and business. Um, so what's really important to me is that I'm, I'm living a sane type of lifestyle, I'm not running around too much like I have in the past. So, so not what we're doing, Danny, the, the opposite of what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we stand to learn something. Sorry, keep going. Uh, Tell me about... Um, who are you as a as a business person? I kind of just touched on that a little bit, but I, I want a little bit more. Uh, well, predating my daughter, I was very hardworking. I would always, again, uh, I, it was hard for me to say no to my clients because uh, I'm always face to face with them, and yeah. I, I learn to know them personally, uh, learn their first names. So when they come in, it's it's almost yeah. easy for me to just hey, Adam, for example, sure. you know. And uh, I learned. And you agree to those impossible deadlines? I do. I, I tend to because it's, I'm, I'm such a people pleaser. And mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't until more recent years where I learned to not be that way. Um, 
because at the end of my at the end of it it's it's my own sanity i need to sure. preserve and your families uh, and my families yeah so um working hard was was a big deal for me before um now would you say it's more working smart working smart yes yes okay. we'll get into that perfect way to say it yeah. I, I wanted to touch on the you mentioned you're getting more comfortable with saying no yes when did that was did that change as a result of having a family and what, what did that transition look like if, like if, for example i like you did mm -hmm. i have trouble saying no to clients like yeah. i have I, I think if it's a, a fear of upsetting them, a fear of them going elsewhere, oh, yeah. a fear of, yeah. of whatever, right? That's all did, of the above. How yeah. did you um, learn to deal with that? Or was it just a, it a wasn't, circumstance? It wasn't easy, for sure. It wasn't easy because it, it wasn't like I picked this up over the first season, the next following season where I haven't learned my lesson yet. Yeah. Um, it took a little bit of time. Um, I had to start realizing that my clients need don't overtake my own needs uh and it slowly dawned on me that i do need to say no even though in my in my heart in my mind i'm thinking yeah i do want to help this individual out because everybody a lot of people come and have this this sob story that they need something done for a wedding for yes. their own personal wedding I'm for sure a birthday wedding is, is for for or for nana's 90th birthday uh and it was very hard for me to 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 say no to these people mm -hmm. but uh again over time it took it probably took me a couple of years to just learn to slowly uh say no and also offer them an explanation instead of just outright saying no um and for me i had a great excuse because uh, a two-year-old daughter at home yeah. trumps anything anybody can say to me uh, that's and true. It and it was, it was probably the best excuse I have, um, because I want to be home by six o'clock to have dinner with them and spend yeah. some time with uh, the family before, you know, like most children, they go to bed by eight nine o'clock. So yeah. I want to so get this a, tiny window. Yeah, I get this little yeah. bit of window to play with my kid before before they have to go to sleep. Right? What what happened when you started saying no? Like, did you get any pushback or did you have have to have any tough conversations? <clears throat> and, and what did those look like? I do have a selective few clients who are very needy. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, they weren't very happy. Uh, and um, I would say I probably don't see them anymore because they are the type of person who would come in on a Thursday and yeah. expect things done by a Saturday, which yeah. may be a day turnover, two-day turnover. And uh, that wasn't something I was willing to take on anymore or any further. Uh, so I would say that I have lost out on some business, um, which is not a bad thing because now I've found a good balance of work where I, I'm not stressed out and feeling I don't have enough time during the day. Uh, so maybe you got rid of, you, you lost some clients, but you lost the clients that really weren't creating, um, they're creating more problems than they were value. Right. In a, in a sense, yeah, they were just um, too demanding, and uh, in the, I'm not really willing to cater to that anymore. That's fair. Uh, occasionally, you know what? I will help out somebody who who really appeals to me. Yeah. Um, for example, last year or sometime, somebody, a client of mine, clearly was going through some sort of terminal illness. Um, you can see some of 
just the unhealthy look and the hair loss. You know, I didn't really pry into the story, but she did give me a little bit of backstory and she did imply that she didn't have a lot of time left. Damn. And um, she was getting married on the fly in the Damn. middle of wedding season. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely put my foot forward for her um, because I see no other way than to help out as yeah. much as I can. Even though I didn't know this person very well, um, I felt like I had to. It was something I, I needed to for her, um, for her own I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think eventually you kind of um, start to build a bit of a radar yeah. for, for the folks that, that really aren't going to appreciate you yes. and it, you know, any more for you bending over backwards for yeah. them. And here was a case where you knew that was you know, yeah. very much the opposite. Yeah. You could make a big difference in, in a family or yeah. uh, in somebody's life. So that, right. that, makes, that makes some sense to me. Yeah. I find that there are a few clients who don't value me. Uh, you I know what, maybe you. just, oh, thank you so much. Uh, but just see me as a person instead of the guy behind the sewing machine. Instead just of Taylor supposed Mike. To, yeah, just supposed to do the stuff by ass and be on yeah. their merry way. To see me as an individual who does have a life, who does have a family, who does have feelings, right? Sure. Um, so, but uh, hopefully I don't see too many of these people. That makes sense. Well, that's something I'm. I, the reason I ask is because it's something that um, that I I struggle with to this day. I, there's a couple clients that I have that you know I I probably could do without. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's just sometimes it's hard for me to say say no to people, especially people who have been with me for a long time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But depends what industry you're in too. And it's true. See, much. I don't have to face people. You know, face to face. See, yeah. that I think that would be a lot more challenging to say no versus. I, when I say no, it's, I, I say no over the phone, Yeah. right? Yeah. Or I say no over an email or yeah. something well, like that. That disconnect answers. It's yeah. different. Yeah. I remember when, when, um, when we, um, I came into your shop, yeah. brought in a bunch of clothes. And um, as I was mentioning earlier on, you went into this long story about like, you, you, you you, t you t told me about your business. You told me about some of your numbers. You told me about your take home. You told me about your uh, margin on a, a uh, on a pair of pants. You 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 told me everything short of <laughs> of giving me your your ta your your tax return <laughs> and your logins to QuickBooks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and the way that that I read that and I could re could have read that wrong, but the way that I read that is here's a guy who's not. Um, He's not afraid to to be transparent yes. or to um, not that you were asking uh, you weren't necessarily asking a question or asking for help or anything like yeah. that. But here's a guy that very likely if if um, things could be different or things could be better or or he was looking for some advice, he would have no problem asking for that advice, yeah. admitting that, you know, this isn't going the way I want it. Yeah you know a thing or two about this, could you help me? Whereas yeah. so many entrepreneurs have this this atlas complex or this pride that that it does not enable them to to do that. Yeah. Why do you think you're different? I like to be as helpful to anybody possible, whether it be at work or even on the streets. Mm -hmm. So giving whatever change I have in my pocket to the homeless guy, no matter what reasons he's going to spend it on, 
it doesn't matter because it's going to help them at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, to my clients, is I feel the same way. I'm, I'm going to offer them my truthful advice if they should or should not do something. Mm -hmm. um, I also try to give them like price point values, whether it's worth it or not. Um, and I try to break it down. And like you're saying, I just told you, like I was just spilling out too much of, <laughs> of my own business. Uh, well, you were helping me understand yeah, the business. Yeah, Not um, that I had asked, quite Yeah, honestly. exactly. Um, well, a, a lot of people just, just for reassurance, um, to get people to, to, I guess, maybe feel like, maybe I'm doing it to try and build a relationship. I don't mm -hmm. know, uh, subconsciously. I really maybe. don't know, but I like to give people the information that they don't know or I feel like they maybe they should know you know for example like I'm not in this business to get rich I'm just in it to make a living mm -hmm. you know to um, and, and I'm not living lavishly at all I'm just there to put uh, food on my table a roof over my head and, and save a little bit of whatever I can um, and it all uh, it all translates into how I interact with my clients the more they know me, the more they're more inclined to, um, to, to come back and uh, keep the, our relationship going. Because I recognize that there are places out there uh, who, that are similar shops that offer better value. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, in my space, I, uh, you know, with the high overhead, I, I do have to commit to my pricing. Sure. Um, so I, I try to, again, be as transparent as possible, even just telling them things that are unrelated. Yeah, not I wonder if it was because I, I, I think that the, the bill was quite high because I yeah. brought in like 10, 12 pieces of, of clothing. Yeah. And so perhaps at that point, you sort of felt the need to be like, um, yeah, it's high. Uh, you know, I didn't even ask. Like, I really did. I, I knew what it was going to yeah. cost. I'd been there before yeah. and I was ready to pay it. But yeah. maybe it was kind of like... Oh, yeah. I've had clients bring in, just like yourself, like yeah. a garbage bag full of clothes. <laughs> and we'll go through every piece of article and the bill would come up to five, six hundred dollars and they would just be shocked. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, come on now. Shouldn't you have least, at least expected that type of a number? Yeah. So then I, 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 um, Again, this is a learning learning experience because I've gone through this before. I will lay it out to the client before when they walk in, the expectations before I go through all this extra labor work only for oh, them smart. to pull out half of the clothes, yeah. which I've already helped them pin and mark yeah, yeah, and yeah. discuss. Um, so you've learned your lesson a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I do something. When I, um, when I get on the phone with someone for the first time, I will... Um, one of my questions, I have sort of these five or six questions that I always ask them to yeah. kind of qualify them essentially. Yeah. And one of the questions I always ask them is, um, and, I, and I put it like this, I say, you know, for, for companies like yours that I've worked with in the past, mm -hmm. typically what they spend is $5,000 a month. Is that what you had set aside for this particular project? And right there without kind of being like, hey, do you have $5,000? Mm -hmm. um, it seems to lower the shock value a little bit but at the very least but but also kind of qualify them like at that point before me putting together a proposal and spending all the time doing the research mm -hmm. they will tell me right then oh actually no we we 
don't have that much money set aside. Right. And so then we all save ourselves a lot of work, a lot of time, and they can move on to the next person. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that 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 wasn't so before. Before I would spend all this time creating a little video screenshot thing of of what I would do. I would create this long proposal. I would really go to all lengths. Yeah. Just to find out that they wouldn't have been able to pay for pay for our services in the first place. Yeah. And, and yeah, I've learned that, I've learned that the hard way on numerous occasions until I figured out how to process the right way or a better way. I wouldn't say the right way, a better way. Yeah. yeah. You um you mentioned before you've got a daughter that is 2 years old. Mm -hmm. I've I've always um and especially more recently as some of um, as some of my friends uh, start to grow up and, yeah. and have kids and yeah. things like that, one of the sort of recurring things that they share with me is that there is no bigger kick in the ass than having a kid, yeah. especially as a business owner. Yeah. How, how would you describe that? Walk me through that. What was, what was it? What was Mike? What was Mike 1.0 and what is Mike 2.0? <laughs> Uh, Mike 2.0 is definitely infinitely, I, in my perspective, infinitely better. Um, the old me had no attachments like that, right? The child, a child is a huge commitment, but a very gratifying mm -hmm. commitment. Very hard, a, a lot of hard work involved, but very worth it. Um, of course, before the child, it was work hard, play hard, like most individuals so sure. weekends always going out uh spending actually a fair share of my earnings just to have drinks and eats with with my friends yeah. right, and social network um with the baby things with like a switch just turned over um people have said this to me before prior to me having savannah uh, and I didn't understand it at all Where because you get that name Savannah. Uh, my wife got it from you know a TV show. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> Savvy. That's right. I, the first season of um, I'm embarrassed to admit mistresses. It. Mistress. Something probably your wife it. got you into or whatever, your fiance. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually had a different name for her. I like that name actually. Yeah. Um, we had a different name for her, but then everybody around us started naming their daughters in a different variation yeah. uh, of that name. So Kira, Kiana, sure. Layla, a lot of that very relatively same sounding name. So we opted out of that. And, I think Savannah's uh, cool. It's, it's, it's kind of a little new school with a little bit of old school Yeah, well. yeah. Uh, we fell in love with that name when we heard it on the show. My wife heard it on the show anyways, uh, and it stuck with us. And that's her today. What's the biggest change that um, that sort of you've encountered or that you've gone through since um, since having your baby girl? The biggest change. Yeah. And how did you navigate that? You said it was kind of uh, just like a switch. There was there was really no navigating it. It was uh, it was something you had to accept and had to accept in a really short period of time. What did you accept? Uh, the freedom is gone. Uh, not completely gone, but you had to, over time, learn that you needed to take those, those freedoms back. Um, but for the first year of Savannah's life, 
I gave up my freedom completely. It was non-existent. My life evolved around her. Um, was that I, tough or was that just that that's what you wanted to do anyways? It was something both my wife and I wanted to do, but we learned that it was unhealthy for us to do that. Um, and it showed in, I think, what a lot of relationships go through is the bickering amongst the wife and husband. Uh, things got a little bit intense because we were just focused in our little bubble. And uh, we learned that if you keep continually do that, something's going to burst. And with us, it was, we were short. We started to become a little bit short-tempered with each other, mm-hmm. um, just was annoyed of one another, was just too quick to judge. And um, So what did you do? We told ourselves we needed to go out. <laughs> and that's what we, we did. Little, um, some balance. Yes, I, I had to go, even if it wasn't to go out to the bars or to, to restaurants or whatever, it was to go hang out with my boys. Sure. At our, one of our places and just have some beers and, and uh, channel what was going on inside to them because that, in a sense, your boys are your, your therapist, right? Um, and as soon as we did that, things got better. Was that a conscious decision? Was that something you guys We We just... talked about it. Okay. We, we, we always knew that we couldn't give up our freedom completely, but it happened anyways. anyways. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until we started to you know, bicker too much that we kind of had to sit down and, and talk through it, which is what we did. Um, what about the business? What about the business side of things? Uh, the business side was uh, a little tough because I wasn't around a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I gave that up to be in order to help my wife and my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of mothers will tell you that being a stay-at-home mom is not easy. And because I had the liberty to stay at home and help out in any way possible, um, feeding the baby at night, changing all the diapers, waking, doing Dude, the that's graveyard totally shift. To me. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because the woman goes through a lot to bear child. Sure. And when you experience that, I personally felt like I needed to give everything I had so that my wife can recuperate to get back to feeling 100% again. Um, because they go through a lot. It was uh, a I, I crazy like experience. Not all men that I've talked to about this sort of thing really understand that How, why 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 are you sort of you well i mean at least among those whom i talked to about it you just seem like you are so much more grateful for the women in your or two or four of the women in your life I, I, where does where does that come from probably how could i, how could I train my kid to be <laughs> the same thing when i have a kid uh, probably because the strongest people in my life have been women. Number mm-hmm. one, my mom. Uh, she's been a huge factor in my life. She was the one that taught me right from wrong, you know, um, keeping a positive mind. My dad was kind of just like that. The guy who taught me how to do things but didn't really express feelings. So I think growing up... He was, was a father. He was a, a father, but not... Uh, you ever heard that they explained father and daddies? No, I haven't. A father no. is the, the, you know, the 1960s father who 
is stern and doesn't really talk to the kids all that much. Yeah. You know, provides, yeah. puts food on the table, That's exactly. retires to his study, et cetera, where the daddy is, um, is something entirely a little different. bit more plays with the kids you yeah. know said it, it's a it's a shift that's happened over the yeah. over the years yeah uh yes that is definitely one of the reasons um and that only um me evolving as a person just allowed me to show as much compassion towards everybody um without again, passing judgment on them too. Uh, again, like giving money to the homeless guy. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people I talk to will be like, no way, I would not give money to a homeless person. That guy should get a that. job. Yeah. But... <laughs> I know a couple of people like that. Yeah, and, but in my mind, it's how can you just say that to that homeless person to just go get a job? You think it's that easy? Um, yeah. So it's, you know... I guess what empathy. do you know? You know what, what do I mean? you like, know? Well, you could have you walked a mile in there. Exactly. Kind of and, and you don't even know why that person's there. Um, that's the biggest thing for me, too, is I try to figure out the backstory with everybody instead of just thinking that they're just taking advantage of the system, collecting sure. we welfare. And, you know, sounds like you're a pretty empathetic dude. I try to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no matter who it is, even if you're that you know, short of a word to say asshole, you know, yeah. why are you like that way, you know? Um, and I try not to think about these individuals much at all because if they're willing to make you feel this way, they're not, they're not, I'm not willing to put a second thought towards It seems them. like you exercise that empathy. Yes. You know, yes. by by giving to that, that homeless individual yeah. or, or yeah. whatever, you, you instead of just sort of being empathetic, you practice empathy. Right. I think what it is is, is no matter what situation I'm in, try to use love and kindness to overtake everything. I've actually got a question on that. Um, so let's suppose that I am a, a little bit more like you where yeah. I am uh, prone to giving uh, the homeless money and my hypothetical fiance, let's right. just say, is a little less like that. Yeah. It's more like, you know what, um, you know, they're just going to go drink that away or yeah. they're just going to, how, how do you think I would navigate something like that? doesn't matter. Just, you don't, do anyways. You, are you, who you, are. you don't navigate around that. What you just depicted right there is my wife. Exactly. Me too. She is, <laughs> she's exactly that person who will if we stopped at an intersection and there was a homeless guy there, she would roll up her window and lock the door. Um, yeah, it's funny. I don't funny. know anything about that. So, but for me, I would open my window and give him whatever change I have in my little yeah. cubby car box thing, uh, change box. Yeah. Um, although I feel a certain way and the way I orchestrate my life is like that, I don't, I don't preach it to others. I mean, I, I've tried to make my case with my wife yeah. to try to be more understanding. Sure, sure. But you, ultimately, you sometimes you can't change some of the programming people have undergone through their lives. And, and perhaps I don't, you just need to be empathetic to that. Yeah, I don't try to change her. I just try to ease it in, yeah. not forcefully, because anytime you force anything, it just doesn't sometimes work out. Sometimes just living by example is all you need to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully one day she'll she'll see things the way I do but she's already openly said it to me numerous times that I'm just a real odd one out of 
the way I think and 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 all of my friends feel this way too. They're just like Mike thinks strange. It's it's not normal. Yeah. Um, but I and I don't know what I can really attribute that to. Maybe my life experiences have brought me to it's this the way conclusion. You grew, grew up. Yeah. Or that um, sort of thing. So. But I like it. I, I really like the philosophy that I live by. Um, Speaking of which, we talked earlier about um, kind of your, your minimalist lifestyle. Like you yeah. don't have a laptop. Yeah. Basically. yeah. You have a desktop computer, which you basically don't use. Yeah, yeah. Your phone's like 10 years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't possibly understand that. Yeah. I'd like to, but, um, and, I, and I actually... I got to talking to it was either Tony or David, and they mentioned that you had recently done a a purge at home of of uh, all the stuff that you don't use. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as to kind of further this minimalist uh, lifestyle, walk, walk me through that. Help me understand the reasoning behind that, as well as the reward behind that, because. I mean, if you, uh, it's not so bad down here, <laughs> but as you get upstairs and you start to see some of my junk. Um, you know, I could certainly use with a, use a little touch of minimalism, I think. Uh, clutter in physical form and mental form, I feel, is the worst thing anybody can just let lingering around. So Why? I just feel like if there's too much stuff going around or there's too many things laying around, it's a distraction to maybe visually, also mentally. Um, or it doesn't let you focus on the more important things, perhaps? Uh, y yes, and yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, like things like personal belongings. I feel like if you don't touch something for three years, at least three years, that thing's got to go. There's this, um, remember Tim Ferriss? Have you heard of Tim Ferriss? You don't have any technology, you don't know. <laughs> How would you know? Um, <laughs> he has he interviewed this this lady um, um, from Japan, and she's got this book uh, about organization. I can't remember her name, um, but it, it was a it was a wonderful interview. I think it was even translated. Um, Danny, let let's see if maybe Sarah can find that and link to that because it's, it's it's worth listening to. And uh, her her. The, the way that she gets rid of stuff or organizes stuff, or I think actually it's get gets rid of stuff. She says, um, for example, if it's, an, if it's an article of clothing, she says, put that article of clothing on. Does it bring you joy? Yeah. If it doesn't, get rid of it. Yeah. And do that with everything you have yeah. and then see what's left. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of That's kind pretty of cool. much the same principles uh, in terms of, yeah, possession-wise at home. Sure. If I don't touch it, whether it be... Um, I don't know, a piece of clothes or something underneath the sink, which yeah. a lot of people tend to just leave sure. there without tools, even gadgets, going through it. Whatever. Tools, gadgets, old shoes, um, just things you tend to hoard around in your storage room, shoes in the worst. closet, uh, things that are usually hidden from, from face value. Um, I, I tend to do a little bit of a purge because... Is this a regular purge or is this... Every few years. Okay. Yeah. And what does that Because things like? tend to... Break things, that down for me. Not much. I just go through everything. And uh, if, if I feel like I don't need it any further, it's done. If it's even a, a, a may I need it, it's out. Uh, because I need to know that I do need it. Uh, otherwise, 
I know it's probably just going to sit there because it's been consistent where if I think I need it, it just sits there and doesn't yeah. do anything uh, and just takes up space. And what's consistent with a lot of people's lives is things just accumulate and they don't get smaller. Mm -hmm. So purging is one of the kind of like a fun thing for me. It feels good at the end of it. You're welcome to it's... come by. <laughs> Personally, it feels good to do it. Um, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes because I have to uh, force my wife to do it. Um, she's a bit of a hoarder. She's, she, it's harder for her to let go of things because, she, again, she thinks she's going to need it. But yeah, yeah. I've learned that thinking you need it doesn't mean you really need it. it it's... I think there's also a, a sort of a battle of, well... I, I remember spending money on that. Like that's yeah. that was worth something yeah. to me. And it's yeah. like, well, I can't get rid of it. I spent money. I spent good hard-earned money on yeah. that. Yeah. So there's also sort of a, a battle of of that attachment and value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's become easier for me because I just don't want to be attached to these things that I don't feel are important. Um, which kind of brings it to like technology. I don't. To me, I don't feel it's important to engage in such, uh, I don't know, for me, um, time-consuming activities when I could be putting that forth to my family and going doing stuff, going on a walk, going bike riding, having a picnic, uh, going to play at the park, whatever it is. Um, Will your daughter grow up with technology? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I have absolutely no control over that. Uh, I'm going to practice and preach, not preach really, I don't preach, but I will practice my life with her in hopes, in hopes that she takes on some of these attributes. Yeah. Um, well, but ultimately, if you lead by example, then you know, the, the, the chips will far, fall where they may. Yeah, kind of thing, you, you, know? you can only hope for that. Yeah. yeah, things don't always go your way. And uh, she's... Um, She's going to grow in an does. age where I won't understand any of it at all. Does that concern you? Does that worry you at all? No, not at all. Um, I'm living in my bubble, my, my bubble of life with yeah. my best friends and my family. There's really no reason to be, for me to show concern uh, any further outside of it. I mean, if you want to get into politics... <laughs> we can That's do that territory, <laughs> but politics is nor here or there you kind of just let it be for me um so i've got i've got one more question for you and i kind of debated over this one for and for what i realized was no good reason but there was there was a time where i um i was not uh the chief earner uh in 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 my relationship in a previous relationship mm -hmm. i remember times where we would go out to get groceries for like a Valentine's dinner and I literally could not pay for it. Right. Mind you, I wasn't very organized. I didn't know how much I had in my <laughs> bank account. It was a fucking mess. Yeah. But um, I remember that, that being kind of, um, I, I mean, I was starting my business, mm. right? And I was fortunate to, to, to have, um, uh, you know, uh, a supportive girlfriend at that time. Mm -hmm. And in, in your relationship, as I understand it with, um, with your wife, she is sort of the chief earner and you have taken on um, different responsibilities. And I think yeah. 
for for some men that would be a challenge yes right i remember it being actually you know what i think i was so wrapped up in starting my business that it it wasn't all that i think there were probably moments where it kind of bugged me a little bit yeah but for the most part i think i was just so consumed with what i was doing that i didn't really think of it all that much plus i was really immature and young and you know how do you think of how do you think of that and for I guess what I'm trying to ascertain here is undoubtedly other entrepreneurs, other business owners, especially ones with businesses, you know, in sort of maybe their, their infancy, first five years, even first 10 years kind yeah. of thing, depending yeah. on what kind of business it is. Yeah. Or um, businesses sometimes that just take a turn yeah. and they have to start over or something, yeah. right? Yeah. How do other men, other entrepreneurs, or how, how, how do they learn to be more like Mike. <laughs> I don't know if people want to be like Mike, no. um, but I think I, I, t- I could totally end up there. Yeah. Right. I could totally be in that position again. And um, h- how do I? How do I learn to be a better man? Uh, how, do, how do I like be like Mike? <laughs> that's a that's a funny question. I, I think um, success can be measured in so many ways, and mm-hmm. everybody has their own definition of success. Mm-hmm. Um, I measure my success is that uh, my business is doing well, although it's not one of those top uh, tier earning salaries type of job. It's it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not caught up on the dollar value of my income, um, and maybe that has to do with my wife being the one who makes more money than I do, but. Uh, I mean, there was a time where that wasn't even a factor because we weren't always together, right? And uh, when we weren't married yet, that shouldn't have been something that was considered. Um, I feel like I'm successful because I've started a business and I've continued it and it's still maintaining very well. um, And I don't get caught up with the dollar value you of how bring much in a I solid make. salary yes it's, just, it's, it's that that discrepancy and, and the way i i read it mm-hmm. and perhaps this will kind of um um sort of be helpful in this conversation is the way i read it is a marriage is a partnership right yeah at the end of the day yeah. and each person has their strengths and has their what you know whatever it is that they bring yeah. to the table yeah. right so you put all that on the table mm-hmm and then you decide kind of, I remember um, building a spreadsheet and being like, okay, these are all the household chores. Right. These are the ones you're gonna do, these are the ones I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then that, that was it. That expectations were clear, we yeah. knew what we were good yeah. at. And you know, I know another dude who, um, you know, for him, his wife is an amazing cook. She does the cooking, right? Yeah. right? And he knows that she's just, he doesn't want, he just does not enjoy cooking all that much, yeah, right? Yeah. And and so he does all the cleaning. Right. And he cleans the house spotless. That's yeah. what he's good at. He's yeah. meticulous about it. He's super organized yeah. about it. He wouldn't want her to do it, right? right? Yeah. So did, did you guys have a conversation where it was just like... Not so much a conversation as it just kind of fell into place. Yeah. So all those things that you just kind of described there, which is kind of pretty much just me. Uh, half the cooking I like to do, uh, but my wife also loves to cook, so she does half the cooking. But all the cleaning is done by me. 
uh, most of the childcare prep is done by me, it's besides the administrative parts where my wife needs to look for maybe a new nanny or new daycare or something. But, um, you know, the laundry, the, the changing of the diapers, the, the feeding of the milk is all by me. And, uh, and I enjoy it. I, I like tell. it. I can tell. Um, I, I creeped your Facebook. And yeah. You are like, if you guys are adopting, put my, put my, <laughs> my hand, you know, yeah, my, my I, name in the ring. It's funny is that ever since she came around, I felt like my calling was to be the best dad I could be and not um, be the, the paper money chaser that I was prior to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I attributed to being a becoming a father that made me realize that, um, yeah, the responsibilities I actually enjoy are at home yeah. with my daughter. You can and, contribute differently. Yeah, and I, if I had it my way, I probably wouldn't want to work as much. Yeah, it, like as in terms of a career, I enjoy, for better or for lack of better words, being a housewife or house husband, whatever sure. you want to call it. It's for me, it's really fun. Um, it looks like you, there's, yeah, um, there's this one video I found of you in this costume and um, what the hell was it? It was like, it wasn't a transformer. It was like a mega something. What it was, was an what was aliens power loader suit. Yes. And so your daughter's sitting up front in like the driver's seat, essentially. Yep. Yep. I, I just, I watched it and I was just like in awe of you. Yeah. It's just like that, that, as far as being a father, right there. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was uh, I spent many hours building that suit. Uh, it was the only time I can use such a costume because at her age, she's only strapped to you yeah. for a short period of time. And even before my daughter was born, I, I knew I wanted to do something like that. And when the opportunity presented itself, I took hold of it and I went so deep. Yeah, you went full board. I went full board. Like people uh, on Halloween night, people were giving me high fives and telling me I won the Daddy Award. Yeah, like, man. hands down. You did. Uh, these are the things I enjoy doing uh, because it makes me happy. It makes, well, I guess Obviously my child doesn't really, happy. she doesn't know how oh, to dude, enjoy she was it yet. losing her mind. Yeah, <laughs> but she, she will it. definitely reap the rewards because whatever she wants in the future whether it be an intricate costume or something i can make it i can build it yeah and you're setting up a a life for yourself where not only can you make it but you'll have the time to do so i'll have the time to do it yeah Yeah. if i work too much i wouldn't have the time for my for for family life and i think i have a thing or two to learn there yeah it's and soon but once you get there you'll you'll see it you'll feel it you'll you'll see the changes you need to make um but i can't speak you know of this for everybody i mean of course there are some fathers who are just detached and for me it's kind of sad to see but uh there's people of all colors of the rainbow and you can't really expect everyone to be the same but you hope that everybody there are a million different ways to raise a child yeah 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 you hope that uh you just be the best that you can be, right? Well, I think that's uh, a pretty darn good place to leave it. I'm, I'm not, I had some other questions, but uh, I can't think of a better place to, to wrap up there. So what cool. I usually do is uh, at the very end, I just sort of give you an opportunity to, to kind of plug your business. 
you know, there won't be a ton of people watching this, <laughs> but you know, there, there will be some folks in, in Vancouver watching this and um, it's, you know, an opportunity to, um, to just say, hey, this is where I'm located, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. If you need this, I'm there. All right. Hi, my name is uh, Michael Tang and uh, I'm a tailor at the age of uh, 36, probably the youngest and only tailor you'll meet around <laughs> Vancouver region. And he's good. He's good. I proclaim to be good. <laughs> um, but I have a little shop on Canby and 16th, um, sandwiched between a bunch of stores uh, in the middle there. Um, but we do a lot of great work like wedding gown alterations, suits, uh, custom made suits, uh, repairs, you name it. If it's made by a sewing machine, we'll tackle it. Um, so you can come by anytime. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you. I really, thank you, really Adam. appreciate your time. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Cool. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, um, for myself, for Michael, I'll make sure that I forward them along to him. You can just leave them in, you know, if you're on Facebook, leave them in the comment section, on YouTube, comment section. If you like this, if you got any value from it, Share it, uh, share it with your friends, send it in an email to a friend, whatever. It's all super appreciated. Until next time. Thanks, guys.